Shalom, friends. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Jake Rubin. Welcome to MSU Hillel's The Weekly Kvetch. This podcast features news, interviews, and a whole lot of kvetching. So I'm excited for you to join me and my trusty producers, Sophie and Nate, as we dive deep into all things Jewish. Hello and welcome back to a very special, possibly the most special episode of the Weekly Fetch you will ever listen to. Uh, I remain your host, Jake Rubin, and alongside my producers, Sophie, Nate, and MSU Hello, we are super excited to bring you a guest that is one of our own this week. What? What? How is that possible? Uh, right now, our guest is going to be our own producer, 36 under 36 recipient and director of Jewish student life at our very own Hillel, the Nate Strauss. Thank you for joining us today, Nate. Thank you for having me, as always. Of course, of course. Uh, before we get started with this wonderful podcast that we call our own, we have a quick word from our sponsors. The Weekly Confetch is sponsored by MSU Hillel, the place to be for more than 3,500 Jewish students at MSU. The Weekly Confetch is also sponsored by those Jewish MSU students. You guys rock. All right, and now we're going to move on to our next section of the podcast. Let's give them something to fetch about. Fetch. 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 So, uh, what are we fetching about today on this beautiful day? So, this beautiful day, which is mm-hmm. a Tuesday. Tuesdays are great. We we love a good Tuesday, but you know what we don't love. Mondays. Oh. Mondays are the actual worst is the actual worst day of the week besides Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um because you know it's the start of the week. You have yeah. to go through the entire week to get back to Friday and then you have the weekend to relax. So Monday is just kind of there. And it's not good. What are your guys' opinions on that? It's okay. just here's my thought. My thought is that you have okay so sunday is the worst because like maybe like the morning of sunday is fine but then it gets like really close into being like this is just monday mm-hmm. then you have monday the worst the absolute worst and people who say they like mondays are lying or they want attention um, so beware <laughs> of those people then you have tuesday and it's way too close to monday and it's way uh-huh. too far away from the weekend okay i'm a big fan actually of wednesdays mm-hmm. because wednesday is almost thursday thursday is almost friday um thursday actually is my favorite day of the week because you're able to wind down the actual week but it's not the weekend yet friday who cares about what you do before five o'clock everything matters after five o'clock and then you have saturday and sunday you know the only the only good thing about fridays Mm -hmm. at noon is that this podcast comes out oh very true very true well that's a good thing for me exactly I uh I like Mondays are always terrible days for me. Like this past Monday has been just a bad day. And I think that it's just like Monday energy. You know, like Garfield. Garfield knows what he's been talking about, right? Like Monday stink or whatever. He's eating lasagna. We should listen to him. 
everybody should have listened to him. And I think Nate's telling of the days of the week is very interesting. I am a also I'm a Friday stan, I think, is my favorite day of the week. I, I like Fridays because it's like right when the weekend is starting. Saturdays are too close to Sundays. So I'm not a huge Saturday person at the end of the day because I'm like, darn, I can't, you know, I have to be productive tomorrow. And then Sunday is too close to Monday. Monday's too close to Sunday. Tuesday's too close to Monday. And so it's just like, I, I get it. Like, I feel you. It's just all one big hubo habu or whatever. Yes. I feel like with even though Mondays are bad, I feel like there you have to find at least one thing to look forward to each day. Like Mm -hmm. one of the people that I follow on Instagram, she posts a Monday mood board every Monday with different like Pinterest photos. So I look forward to that. (laughs) That's nice. That's nice. (laughs) It's just like finding whatever makes every day special that's kind of cute i like that it's just like everything is just like like a new reason to go about the day that's fun i guess we shouldn't hate on mondays too much except that because like they're just another day of the week um what we really should hate on is just the institutionalized work week culture um yes and that's what makes mondays the worst i'm a big proponent for a four-day work week three-day weekend um i am in the mindset that you get all you need to get done in five days because you have five days um but you probably would get everything you need to get done in four days if you only had four days um so if i'm ever the boss somewhere i it will be a four-day work week without a doubt um and if that means someone works on a friday for a little bit that's their that's their doing they didn't use their time wisely but that's my perspective I like that. Well, I'm lucky enough that I'm going to be graduating after taking eight semesters and no classes on Fridays ever. So it's just been like all throughout college, I managed to have a uh, a four day work. Amazing. So it's been it's been really, really nice to especially take that extra day and just, you know, decompress and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, in conclusion, Mondays can be bad. Sometimes they could be good. Mm hmm. We like a good Friday after 5 p.m. Heck yeah. And we don't like the Sunday scaries. Mm-mm-mm. All right. And uh, now we're going to move on to the interview section of the podcast. Everybody's most favorite part of the podcast where we're going to interview our very own Nate. So, Nate, for those of us who might not know who you are, please tell us about yourself and a little bit about what you do here. Yeah, thanks, Jake and Sophie and the Weekly Kvetch and all of our listeners. My name is Nate. Um, by day, I am a cold brew coffee enthusiast. I am the director of Jewish student life at Michigan State Hillel, where I am in charge of all programming, engagement, and student leadership. Um, and I lead our team on that. Um, I am a new clubhouse member and a huge fan. I'm uh starting to collect squishmallows um and by night um or like during the day whatever um i am a yoga teacher uh a a certified meditation instructor and i have a dog his name is feeny um many weekly fetch interviews and uh recordings have featured feeny but our listeners don't know that um, I got, I adopted him in June. Um, he's definitely a quarantine dog and he's wonderful. And 
what else? Um, I really like nature. I like spending time outside. I really like Netflix. I really like to cook and eat. Um, and that's that. Oh, and also another part I think that we should mention is, which is awkward for me to mention, but I will, um, is I was named to the uh, Detroit Jewish News and the Wells uh, list of 36 under 36 this year. So that's my claim to fame. Thank you. Um, it's It's been really exciting. It's a process where somebody nominates you. You're not necessarily, you don't necessarily know who um, or how many people nominate you. And so I think that's also like kind of an honor just that people, I didn't ask anyone to nominate me. They nominated me. Um, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. So, uh, first of all, Basel Tov again on being on that 36 under 36, that's really quite an accomplishment there. And so you said it just, it feels, how did, how does that feel to you again? It just feels like, like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel grateful? Do you feel like, like deserved of it? Do you feel well, the side note is I just spilled coffee all over myself, um, which is <laughs> funny because because <laughs> I did never touch the lid. I feel really grateful. I feel like it's like it was a really big surprise um, to find out that I got it. And I don't know. I am I, very humble usually. And I feel awkward accepting praise. And so accepting this praise uh, and this award was was it it took a lot uh, from me but i really was grateful for it well awesome congratulations mazel tov that's very exciting so uh in your day-to-day though as you mentioned you work with msu hillel and when you work with msu hillel you get to supervise cool and amazingly talented students like sophie uh, her words <laughs> uh specifically speaking what has been your favorite that's funny. Uh, specifically speaking, what has been your favorite part of being an MSU Hillel's? What has been your favorite part about being? What has been your favorite part about being a part of MSU Hillel's inaugural podcast, The Weekly Fetch? I'll answer two parts to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> one, if my favorite part, or like, what's you know, what's been one really wonderful thing about being part of MSU Hillel is that I went to school at Michigan State. I was mm-hmm. a 2016 grad from the Ooh. James Madison College and the College of Communication Arts and Sciences. Um, if, if you're ever, if you, you can't see this listeners, but my Zoom screen actually features my diplomas, which are like right there. Um, I was really proud of them as every graduate should be. Um, and I graduated in 2016 after being super involved in Hillel and the Jewish Student Union. And then from there, I uh, started my job. So I've served in a couple different roles here. Um, this year is my first year in my current role as director of Jewish student life. Um, I formerly focused on birthright. I've focused on community service and social justice. I have done a lot of cool things. And that's one of the things I really love about Hillel that you can do all kinds of really amazing things. My favorite part about being on the inaugural, um, (laughs) Hilla or uh, MSU Hillel podcast. Um, Sophie, Sophie might have a different perspective, but I feel like she was not. Um, she, I, I did not give her an option of whether or not we would be doing a podcast. I <laughs> said like, "Oh, let's do a podcast," and then that was it. 
I am a huge podcast fan. I listen to podcasts more than I listen to anything else. The only time I listen to music is actually when I'm teaching yoga or like sourcing music for yoga. Um, from the minute I wake up, a podcast is turned on. It's with me on every walk with the dog, even if it's just like two minutes. Um, I am often sort of like outside with no headphones on listening to podcasts. And I think what I love the most about podcasts are they can be anything and hosts can be themselves. Um, so we, you know, listeners don't know this, but pre-recording this morning, we were talking about uh, BTS. That's a great example. BTS is a Korean uh, K-pop boy band kind of thing. Um, they very well might be themselves, but together they are nine people as part of this group. So I don't know any of their names and I probably would never be able to like recognize them if i saw them walking down the street so podcasts though like and i actually have recognized podcast hosts uh walking down the street stephanie butnick friend of our show um but podcasts can be so unique and entirely their own and that's what i love about them and i figure that when we do something for hillel when it comes to podcasts it can be just that it can be entirely our own so my long answer to the to the question really is that I love the uniqueness of podcasts and I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast because it gives us the chance to show how unique not only students are, um, but also the Jewish community at large. Very good. Very good. It is kind of cool knowing that it's just like this anonymous voice that people are like, Ooh, <laughs> what, what do they look like? <laughs> what is, what am I seeing? Hopefully everybody knows what you look like. At least uh, I can be the anonymous voice, but uh, it's kind of cool. It's like, just like the, just like the 3636, there's a little bit of infamy that comes with being, you know, a voice. And I think that like, I, I very much think that podcast hosts don't think that they're famous or don't think of themselves as important and, and that's their own decision, but I don't agree with that. I think that they are famous. I think they are important um, because I think like, I just think it's new, right? Like podcasts are technically new. I've been a podcast listener since um, Apple podcasts Um uh was was available for download on on the iphone um which i think was about 2013 or 2012 i'm probably wrong and i probably actually am not like the first or one of the first but i definitely was listening to podcasts pretty early and i've been intrigued by it ever since and i think that that's um i think the podcasts don't give themselves enough credit yet and that's really important yeah i mean it's interesting it's we're very much like a new type of medium right now that's cool uh so nate more about you though because that's you know that's that's why people are here right now uh you're a certified yogi so what's your favorite thing about yoga as a spiritual practice yeah um i'll tell you that i came to yoga as a physical practice only um mm -hmm. i like didn't like the gym because i didn't like you know i wasn't a bro um at the huh. gym and i couldn't i didn't grunt when i lifted weights and so like i didn't have a place there and yoga, um, I was introduced to yoga in the uh, fall of 2016. It was right after I graduated from college. I was like in Dallas, Texas, where a lot of my family lives for Thanksgiving. And I went to like a community yoga class with my aunt, who's a cool aunt. Um, and 
I, I liked it because it was challenging and I didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> um, and then I came back to Michigan into the Lansing area and found a yoga studio that I started attending, then did more and more and more. And so from January of 2017 until August of 2018, um, I was just like constantly practicing. So about a year and a half and I would go every day of the week and I would do multiple classes in a day and I like loved it. Um, again, mostly physical, like mostly just like the workout part of it. And then um, one of the lead trainer of a teacher training program at the studios that I attended came up to me and, and approached me about doing teacher training um, to become certified. And I had never thought about it, but I was looking for something a little different in my life. I had just started like a new role at Hillel. Um, and I kind of was thinking like, you know what, I'm not, I don't feel stuck in my life at, at all, but I feel like there's like room for growth. Um, and if I don't do something about it, I'm not going to ever grow. Um, cause that's generally how it works. No one's going to like pick, like hold my hand and, and help me grow. Um, and so I ended up participating in this teacher training with nine incredible other people. Um, we are still very, very close to this day. Um, we have, you know, our group chats and we go to each other's classes and we love each other a lot. And that was a really special community. Um, there's actually a Jewish term for it. Um, so the Jewish word for community is kehila, And then the word uh, to sort of mean like sacred or like special is kedosha. So kehila kedosha is a sacred or special community. You probably know the song. Um, and that was exactly the, the, the 10 person cohort that I trained in. And from there, I've just been teaching. Uh, I found my specific niches, which are meditation and a style of yoga called yin yoga, Y-I-N. Um, yin yoga is just an hour of all the stretchy postures. You hold them for three minutes or longer, however long the instructor decides. And I've built uh, kind of a brand around it. So people know me as a yin instructor, and I'm one of probably only like four or five in the Lansing area. Um, and I'm really only one of two that are actually like on the schedule. Um, and so I really love that too. Um, but my overall favorite part is Jake sort of mentioned in the question, which I've taken and run with, which is the spiritual part of it. So the yoga, when I did, when I started teacher training, yoga um, transformed for me from a physical practice to a spiritual practice. And it was because not only because of this special community that I was part of, but also of understanding that the movements I was doing in a, in a class, um, you know, the, the different themes that I would bring in as I was learning how to teach a class, those were sort of my, like letting my soul speak um, and like letting it out. So that's been really amazing. And that's kind of my favorite part is at this point, when I teach a class, it is very much for the people in the class, but it's also like a meditation for me. I like tune everything out around me. I'm just in the class. I'm focusing on that. Uh, and I like absolutely love it. That's really, really well put. So uh, now, uh, just like we put Kosha Dills on the spot a couple weeks ago, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit. So, uh, Nate, we were wondering if you could lead a five to ten meditation for these for our listeners right now. Uh, time's 
times are stressful, and we wanted to take a quick break from a normal interview to help our listeners take some time for reflection. We have a quick reminder, though. If you're driving, don't close your eyes to meditate. We here at the Weekly Fetch want you to be safe on the road. Practice meditation in a safe environment when you're able to. So, Nate, this is your, your time if you would be so kind as to lead us in something. Yeah, my time to shine. Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah just because I know that... Um because I know that the other side of the weekly fetch I'm going to do, let's do five minutes um, because I've also rambled a lot. And, and I know that we, we want to make sure we have like concise episodes that feel really <laughs> great. So um, yeah, let me see here. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening have never meditated before or who have a different experience with meditation. That is perfect. Um, there is no, one way of meditating and i think that that's important to be said so i'll encourage everyone to um find a seat or um you know stand up um or whatever if you're seated um i want to encourage you to find a seat where you can place your feet on the ground and if you're listening and that is not accessible to you um that is okay however you'd like to sit um is great I want to encourage you though to be really mindful as you start as you start to take your seat um, of um, hang on real quick of uh, sitting differently than you normally would just sort of like slump over. That's really important. So we'll take our seats uh, again. Standing up is totally fine. Laying down, you know, we're recording this at ten thirty in the morning, so laying down is okay as well. Um, however, if you're listening to this at midnight, first of all, thank you for the dedication, but meditation is not your like sleep aid. Uh, it's supposed to be something a little different. So um, uh, before we do anything else, take a really deep breath and fill yourself all the way up with air and then exhale. Just let it all go. Just breathe out. From here, drop your shoulders. And then if you're comfortable with it, allow your eyes to come closed. If you're not comfortable with that, that's okay. Keep your eyes open, but find something and stare at it. Fix your gaze to that point. Start to become aware. Take notice of your breath. And what I mean by that is that when we often are just sort of running around in our daily lives, we don't pay attention to our breath. It exists in the background. Right now, Start to try and pay a little bit more attention to your breath. And if it helps or if it, if it would work, take these really big deep breaths in and then exhale and let all that air go. Do that a couple times. So big breaths in at your own pace and then big breaths out. As you start to breathe, we'll notice and we'll sort of acknowledge that there are sounds all around you. There are ideas running through your head or thoughts running through your head. You might not be super comfortable in the space that you found, that's okay, we're not here forever. Distractions are inevitable. Exist right here, just in your body. As you feel your body breathe in and out, let your focus continue to hone in 
on your breath. It can be hard to sit still. For some, it can be hard to breathe. Feel grateful for the space that you're in. Feel grateful for what is inside of you. I like to say that in meditation, no one is judging you. And that should include yourself. You know how to breathe. You know how to sit down. Anything beyond that point is just extra. As the air comes in to your lungs, let it be delivered, let it be there. And as you exhale, as you let it go, make room for new air. We remember in meditation that this space that you found, that you came to authentically and uniquely, that space is entirely your own. And that's great. And as we think about gratitude for our body, we also start to think about gratitude for what exists outside of our body. For the sun in the sky, for the change in the weather, for shelter, for water, for food, for each other. With each breath, bring in something else that you're grateful for, whether it's just the air you breathe in or something else. And we remember that the space that you've made, that's entirely your own, can be found again and again, as long as you come to it authentically as yourself with your breath. Take another deep breath in, fill all the way up, and then exhale, let it go. One more just like that, as you breathe in, pull your shoulders all the way up towards your ears Exhale, let them lower. And from here, we open our eyes and we begin again. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for stopping by for an interview, Nate. Uh, this has definitely changed the tone uh, for me a little bit. I was very stressed going into this day and it's nice to just, I think we should all meditate like every day. I mean, just, I agree. To reflect. 
it's nice. I will tell you that if 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 you're listening to this and you're interested in meditation to continue, not only am I happy to be a resource, but there are so many resources online, apps, YouTube, everything. Um, I personally started my meditation experience um, three years ago through the Headspace app. Um, Headspace is fantastic for teaching you. Um, we've talked a little bit on this podcast about Peloton. If you have access to the Peloton app, they have a meditation library that I have found to be really, really great because it feels very um, effortless. And then if you if you're looking for something free, um, the app that I actually use to meditate every day is called Insight Timer. Um, Insight Timer is really great if you're into silent meditation, um, which is something that you probably want to ease yourself into. Um, so I would recommend like YouTube meditations and then silent. Um, you can also explore the Insight Timer app. There's definitely more. I'm not sponsored by them, but if they want to sponsor the weekly fetch, that'd be great. Um, no, I think that people should be meditating every day. That was five minutes. It probably felt like five minutes. Um, it might've felt longer, but um, it's everyone has five minutes. Everyone has five minutes. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you for letting us pick your brain for a little bit and learning more about our very esteemed producer who has always been, you know, we've always known he was here, but we never really knew who he actually was. So uh, now we're going to move on to the next section of the podcast, the bit where I rant about something. So uh, the thing I decided in my mind, I'm not sure if I've already ranted about it before. So you just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I'm going to talk about Spider-Man today. Have I ranted about Spider-Man before? I don't think so. Okay. You've definitely so I'm ranted about, about comic books and stuff. Okay, but... I rant about comic books. So I'm going to rant specifically about Spider-Man. All right. So here we go. Picture this. The year is 1980s, 90s. Marvel Comics they're going down the, the dumpster, right? Comics are kind of a dying breed and Marvel Comics panics. They go, what the heck do we do with our properties? So what they do is that they sell off everything everywhere. Spider-Man goes to Sony. You know, Fantastic Four goes to Fox. X-Men goes to Fox. So they sell off all the movie rights because they're like, who cares? And so Sony makes a Spider-Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, known for movies such as Spider-Man and that new, uh, oh, what the heck, it's based off that book, The Great Gatsby. He's, in, he's been in other things. Those are the only two movies I can think of. His Spider-Man, pretty good. Pretty solid Spider-Man. I'd give it 8 point, I'd give it, no, I'd give it 9.5 out of 10. He's, he, he nails all the things. He's a great Peter Parker. He's a great Spider-Man. He is a great everything. He cries a lot, too. He cries the most out of any of the spy. I mean, they all cry in all their movies, but, you know, he's a good crier. He's a cry where you're like, you know what? This is Spider-Man crying. And so you just feel really like, ah, when he cries. Next one, Andrew Garfield. Not a fan of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Here's why I'm not a fan of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. He's too much of a pretty boy to be Spider-Man. This is my opinion. Spider-Man is not supposed to be good looking, right? He's supposed to be a nerdy, nerdy, nerdy high schooler. Andrew Garfield is a giant who's buff, right? This is not Spider-Man. This is, this is what we like want our superheroes to look like. But Spider-Man is supposed to be a geeky high schooler who like grew muscles. This looks like bodybuilder got more big. And it's just like, come on. I rate Andrew Garfield out of a 10, probably a three, 
Not a fan of his Spider-Man. Not a fan of his Peter Parker. Not a fan of anything. Best thing about the Amazing Spider-Man movies, spoiler alert, they kill off, uh, they kill off, uh, is it Gwen? No, it's, uh, it's not Gwen Stacy. It's the other one. Uh, shoot, I forgot the name. It's the one, it's the police daughter. Uh, there's Gwen Stacy and there's, uh, it's another, for some reason, Spider-Man. Here, listen to this, uh, comic book lovers, also known as Jake Grant listeners. They love naming Spider-Man girlfriends two first names. Gwen Stacy, the other name I can't think of. They kill her off in the movie. It's Emma Stone. What he does is that he's like about to grab her and then he shoots her and then she like catapults back, breaks her back. So I gave him, I think, a three out of ten. That's a good rating. Next one is Tom Holland. Every, all the girls are in love with Tom Holland. Tom Holland this. Tom Holland that. Tom Holland's pretty solid. You know, I give him probably a seven and a half out of ten. He's a really good. He looks the way Peter Parker should look, in my opinion, more than Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire looks like a middle aged man playing a high schooler. I love him. He's my boy, but he looks really old. Tom Holland looks like a, he's all the nerdy, all the geeky things. He does a good Spider-Man. He does a solid thing. But I just, you know, I just don't, I don't really get it that much. I'm still, I'm a f- big fan of the OG Tobey Maguire. They're setting up Spider-Man 3. Possibly all three of these Spider-Men will be in the next Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3 as in three Spider-Men too. Uh, if they bring back a Spider-Man, the Spider-Man I would like to see is uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. If they were to bring back a villain, the only villain that they should bring back is... Yeah, that's right. William Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Incredible. He goes, eh, <laughs> I'm the Green Goblin. And he throws like pumpkins and stuff and he blows up buildings. I do a pretty, I do a pretty good Green Goblin. If you're listening to this and you're a fan of Spider-Man, the one starring Tobey Maguire, uh, other best Spider-Man movie. Uh, there's two really good spider Sorry, this is a longer rant. There's two good Spider-Man movies. First one is Spider-Man 2. Uh, he kills off the Green Goblin, the first one. <laughs> and they have uh, Alfred, whatever his name is, uh, playing Doc Ock. There's like a video of him behind the scenes singing Fiddler on the Roof with his little octopus arms. It's a really funny video. I highly recommend you watch it. He's like, and his little octopus arms are like snapping along too. Really, really. Is he also saying Fiddler on the Roof as it's happening? Yeah. I heard that tune. Yeah. Uh, second favorite Spider-Man movie, not a real live-action Spider-Man movie, animated. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Very, very good movie. Highly recommend you watch it. I went with a couple of my friends who were like, I don't like superhero things. And they walked out going, I love this movie. Uh, great. They have some solid characters. Nicolas Cage is in it. Uh, we have John Mulaney. Uh, these the same John Mulaney who participated in MSU Hillel's special event where he came and he did a part you know he came and he did a set that very same john mulaney he did not choose if he liked u of m or msu better still bothers me so uh in conclusion here's my little uh my rant is not as energetic as it usually is because i'm very toned down from the meditation which is (laughs) which is funny uh so uh here's my final bits i have to say rankings of spider-man Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, the animated one, actually above Tom Holland, I'd say. Tobey Maguire, animated, Miles Morales, uh, I don't remember, somebody, and then Andrew Garfield, right? Andrew Garfield, he tries, but all I could see him is as the guy from The Social Network. Uh, So that's my little bit about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, solid movie, not the best Marvel movie, though. Best Marvel movie is Infinity War. Uh, That is something I will 
fight to the the end about. WandaVision's pretty good. Are you watching WandaVision? Let us know. I'm watching WandaVision. The next episode will have already come out. We will already know the ending of WandaVision. Maybe I'll talk about WandaVision in the next one. I don't know. But uh, I'm a comic book nerd. I collect old comic books. I love this thing. So, yeah. So that's my little rant about Spider-Man. Uh, I always wanted to shoot webs, so I practice sometimes. And I always wonder, maybe today will be the day that a web shoots out. Uh, so now we're going to move on to our 20-second Torah portion. It's time for 20-second Torah. Hi, I'm Rabbi Jenna Stein Turo, and this is 20-second Torah. This week's Parsha is Vayakel Pekude, when the Israelites gather all the materials and begin building the tabernacle, their sanctuary in the desert. While collecting, they ask everyone to bring gifts instead of demanding that everyone contribute. This makes the sanctuary even more special because the space was made by voluntary commitment and because everyone brought something personal to contribute. Today, sanctuary is more of a metaphor for community. All of our individual contributions are what makes a community special. What is your offering? Thank you, 22nd Tour. So now we're going to move on to Nate's favorite portion of the podcast, the L'Chaim of the Week. So if you're unfamiliar with the L'Chaim of the Week, this is a part in our podcast where we give a toast, give a shout out to something that happened in the past week, something that's going to be happening in the coming week that we're looking forward to. My L'Chaim of the Week this week is something that is happening tomorrow. It is an improv festival. I think I already talked about I don't know if I already talked about this, but improv schools from across the great uh, America are going to be coming together to participate in a improvised uh, comedy festival that I am running. It's very exciting. This is going to be this podcast is coming out, I think, in like next Friday. Uh, this is our thing is happening on the 13th. So I think this will come out the day after this podcast happens day before day before the podcast the podcast will come out the day before the thing happens uh but yeah it's something i've been looking forward to something i've been planning we have 12 different uh teams performing from across the country and so yeah it's really exciting so sophie what are you in this week um so the week we're recording this it is our uh we have our two mental health days oh yeah and so for Wednesday's mental health day, I'm treating it as such and not doing any work. And I made myself an appointment to go play and pet cats at the Constellation Cat Cafe in Lansing because I want to pet some fur babies and play with kitty cats and have some sort of serotonin in my life. I have serotonin in my life, but you know, this is, you know, just an extra boost of serotonin of course of course i've always wanted to go to that place actually i've never been able to make it out there you can adopt the cats right yeah if you really like one that's cool shout out to the constellation care cafe sponsor us throw cats at us that would be nice uh nate what about you what are you looking forward to what are you i'd actually like to continue on the theme of cat cafe um and actually, as we're recording this, my Alexa that's in my office is oh, going to speak. Yep. Because someone just rang my doorbell at my house uh, and they're all connected and I can't figure that out. Um, <laughs> I can't figure out how to change it. Anyway, um, I would like to continue on the theme of cat cafes. Um, my Lachaim of the Week is a show that is on Fox. It stars um, fellow Jewish uh, person and um, maybe friend of the podcast. Uh, Mayim Bialik. It's called uh, Call Me Cat. Yeah, call Call Me Cat, and it's a 
the preface to this is I'm obsessed with television and sitcoms, and that's been something that I've always been interested in. I've written papers on it. I took an independent study on it. Um, it's really important to me. I have I I have no interest in like being a starving television wannabe in Hollywood after going to like a school in Chicago or something like that, like all of my high school friends, but whatever. Um, but this show is where uh, Mayan Bialik quits her job as a college professor and opens a cat cafe. And the reason it's my L'chaim is that it's just a simple show that is like a feel good show that you don't have to worry very much about. And the episodes feel light and exciting. And just like, like the word I use is simple. Um, and so that's the word that's kind of my L'chaim is call me cat. It's on Hulu, um, but it's on Fox regularly and it's, it's good. Um, is it amazing? No. Am I scared it's going to get canceled? Yes. But for the time being, I like it. That's really cute. So uh, I think the kind of the moral of this podcast this week is just do things that make you happy. Pet cats, watch a cat show. That's kind of like our my summer sum up of the Lachaim of the week is to just find a cat, you know, find a cat, find something that makes you a cat. So uh, thank you for joining us this week, Nate. Uh, do you have any social medias you'd like to plug so people can follow you and uh, find some of your adventures on their feeds? Yeah, definitely. I actually run two Instagram accounts. I have a yoga Instagram account, which is Nate the Yogi, N-A-T-E-T-H-E-Y-O-G-I. Um, that is where I post about yoga related stuff. And then um, my regular Instagram account is uh, at Nate Strauss. N-A-T-E-S-T-R-A-U-S-S. And that is where I post about the shenanigans of my life and most of my dog stuff. And then of course, MSU Hillel. If you're not following MSU Hillel on all social media, please do, because I also am run that and I would love the followers. So haha. <laughs> what about Feeny's account? Oh, Feeny also has an account. It doesn't get updated as much as I'd like, but um, that's Feeny Meets World, but it's F-E-E-N-Y-M-E-E-T-S-W-R-L-D. World is not spelled right because some brat on the internet took it. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. So everybody give Nate a follow. You better be following MSU Hillel on Instagram. I, You better. So, uh, yeah, so this has been our week's podcast. Thank you to our very, very special guest, Nate, for stopping by and, uh, you know, out of his busy, busy work schedule and taking the time to talk with us, us little college students. So it's very Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Nate, for having yourself, too. It's very <laughs> always important. Always important. Always got to make sure it's okay. Well, uh, we have been the weekly Kvetch. I remain your Kvetch. We have been the weekly fetch. I remain your host, uh, Jake Rubin. I hope you all have a good night, a wonderful day. You pet a cat, you follow MSU Hillel, and you watch Spider-Man. All right. Goodbye. I love you. Mwah. Mwah, 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 mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Kisses, thousands of kisses. The tornadoes go off. And that's our show. Thanks for fetching with us this week. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and call a friend to tell them you love them. The Weekly Kvetch is hosted by me, Jake Rubin, and our executive producers are Sophie Dwaskin and Nate Strauss. This podcast is a production of MSU Hillel. Yellow bye, my friends. Theme music produced by Peter Cooley.